Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Okay, welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday. We are opening up with First Chronicles. We're going to be in chapters 19 and maybe chapter 20. I don't know. Sometimes we can get far into two and sometimes we can't. So we're just going to play it by ear, see where we go. Um, again, thank you for joining us. Open up your Bibles and let's get started. Laura, lead us in to chapter 19. <clears throat> so in chapter 18, we saw David really come into power as a regional power. Mm -hmm. He pushed back the borders where the enemies had brought in and narrowed the borders of the nation of Israel under King Saul, who was in rebellion to God. David has pushed back the borders of the nation back to their original, almost completely to the original land that they took mm -hmm. when they came in with Joshua. And he continues to, to be victorious through the power of God, to bring peace and safety to the people of Israel. And then in chapter 19, you have a gracious act by King mm -hmm. David. And then you see a very strange response to it. So I, I would just start with the fact that, you know, we only study this to know about Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And not everything David does is going to be right and just and holy and perfect because David is a human being just like we are. In our best moment, mm -hmm. we're reflecting something of Christ. In our worst moment, we're showing our own rear and, you and know, we're showing ourselves, and that's the truth always and isn't it just amazing how in the last few weeks that has been kind of <laughs> pounded into our own brains with the mm -hmm. things that we do and the things we admit and the stuff we see i just want to add one thought to chapter 18 and i know we don't have time to go into it but sometimes i think and i'm you know forgive me for interjecting this sometimes i think scripture on purpose gives us a picture of things to come and I, I was kind of stuck on verse 14 of chapter 18 where it says, David reigned over all Israel and executed judgment and justice among all his people. I like they, that verse. They, there, are, there are not judges now. Now the king is taking over that rule. He's kind of doing what the judges had done in the past. If they have a disagreement or a quarrel, they're coming to the king. He's executing judgment and justice. I'm not sure about that. You don't feel like that's true? I don't know that all the judges are gone. Yes, he is reigning and ruling, but remember, no, like there saying, were other people being judges also, right? Well, I'm not saying there isn't somebody somewhere still doing some judging. Because he couldn't do the whole the nation. Whole nation, because they have to divide it up like Moses right? did here and there. Right. But I think it's a nice picture of what Christ does at mm -hmm. the end when he comes back for that millennial kingdom. Believe it or don't, but if you do, he sits and they, it says the nations go to him you know what they do but also, and it also says that like if you've been faithful you get to judge mm -hmm. these things just like Correct. happening here Correct. the king is all, the ultimate authority but those mm -hmm. that have have been saved and lived for Christ get to be judges just, to, a, it, just a piece of something to think about I think another reflection it was just for Christ. something for me as a, another, it's another, reflection another piece another facet mm -hmm. to what Jesus is and why this Davidic kingdom is so important is because it represents something much bigger than just itself. We get a little itself. glimpse. We're talking about light. Mm -hmm. We're talking about light. This this week in school, we're studying light and all the equations that go with what light's going to do. Last week, it was sound. Mm -hmm. Things beyond my understanding as a human being, but I can trust the science book and do the experiment, and there <laughs> you go. But it says, what does light do? <laughs> what are the three things light does when it hits a surface? It can be reflected, it can be refracted, I can't even say it, it can be refracted or it can be absorbed. Mm -hmm. You know, um, John says that 
in the beginning was the word and it talks about him being the light of the world Mm -hmm. christ also can have those three results when christ hits us he can be reflected like we if if we're where we're supposed to be like these little moments Mm -hmm. that we can reflect back the glory of god to not perfectly no but we can reflect it back toward Mm -hmm. him and glorify him and honor him that refracted means broken up And I think when we get to when we get to King David, this man after God's own heart, the light of God is refracted. There's there's these moments where it's truly powerful and a glimpse of God, and then there's these moments that you're like, what just happened? Like in in between these little pieces, you and you got to realize that most of the time, I think that's the human condition under the best of circumstances, is that we try to be reflectors of the light. But most of the time, we are refractors of the light. It's a mixture of that light bouncing back toward God and giving Him glory and the darkness of our own self that gets shown. And the the other choice is to be absorbed. Sometimes, you know, as an unsafe person or as a non-believer, God has shown His light into you as well. God has poured Himself out as a blessing to the world. But you absorb it all in and reflect nothing back. Like you just, mm-hmm. it's its almost as if it, the light's wasted because mm-hmm. it's just, it, it just, just disappears in into this mm-hmm. place. I know we're not talking no, about light, but, but you, you know, know what I mean? Yes, but I think too, I think that's why scripture so openly shows the flaws. It shows the sins. It sh- There is not one who, in all of the lessons that you ever study, Great you know, Moses, all of these great Joseph, people who Moses, do things. Abraham, all the refractors. They all, yes. <laughs> there's some there's yeah. parts of Christ reflect, reflected. Mm-hmm. And then there's parts of their old sinful nature that break through in the story. Which just and, once again shows us. And not that I'm saying that's happening to David in but this story. I'm just saying then as we go through, there's gonna be times you see the light and there's gonna there are gonna be times you see the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, and and as you and yeah. as you study that, it's kinda of like what the discussion you and Adam were having today, that you know, there's a there's a difference between knowing there's God and having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, it is so individualized. We never can fully show or say or explain or be an example of how awesome Jesus is. We, we try, but we fail. I think if you... This sounds like a very extreme statement, and it is. I know that it is. But religious human being without an an understanding of the true nature of God and a a personal relationship with God Mm -hmm. is one of the most vicious Mm -hmm. and evil and and unkind Mm -hmm. and miserable things in existence. And you said that because you can have all the rules, you can have all the rules and miss the entire point, Mm -hmm. right? And and the the you know things that we said to each other this evening before we even turned on the camera, it doesn't skip any of us. Mm-mm. We all have those moments when we feel like you know what I need to rededicate this. I need to ask God's. I need the prayers of the church for this. I and we, and I myself, I can say that from a fact. We I have shunned going to the altar when I knew I should have gone, not. For anything other than oh I just don't want to you know I don't I don't know what people might think if there's anybody out there <coughs> who is listening to this and thinks this is kind of a broken up conversation it is in some ways but the truth is we're our own enemy we're we cause our own grief because if we would just be obedient and stop thinking about ourselves all the time and who cares what someone thinks about you 
do what you know God is leading you to do. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. We had a situation this week um, that someone uh, came with some really great news and the comment kind of was like, well, well, that can't be right. It is right. Why do we, why do we try to tear down what God builds up? Let mm -hmm. God do what God does and stop trying to do it for him. Well, the Ammonites in chapter 19 are Sorry. definitely, no, 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 are definitely their own worst enemy. They are. They are, they, they are their own worst enemy. So, and if, Ammon, if, Jordan, have you ever heard of Ammon, Jordan, the yep. Jordanians? That's, that's who, who they claim hysteric, to be. Historically, they say the Ammonites have evolved into. Just, oh, by the way, okay. I like things like yep, that. that is cool. So let's start at verse nine, chapter 19, verse 1. Is that all right? You want to read mm -hmm. for a bit? You go ahead. Now it came, so we're in 1 Chronicles chapter 19, verse 1. Now it came to pass after this that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, died, and his son reigned in his stead. So first of all, background on Ammon. 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 Son of Lot. Son of Lot. Incestuous child of Lot. Mm -hmm. As well as Moab. Mm -hmm. Right. A wrecked family, exiled remember, from Sodom and Gomorrah. Here's something that I want to say, though. I, I thought about this, and I, and I keep forgetting to say this. David is a descendant from Moab in a respect. Moab, right? not Ammon, but yeah. But Moab, right? So Lot's two children never go away completely. What she means is Ruth came from that nation, mm -hmm. who is his grandmother, great-great-grandmother. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Yeah. So, hmm, interesting how these all work together. Um, anyway, the king mm -hmm. dies and his son reigns in his set. And David says, I will show kindness unto Hanan, the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon and Hanan to comfort him. To Hanan. Oh, to Hanan, to comfort him. Mm -hmm. Now. So far, so good. So, well, yes. What is but, this? But... Um, what, you got to so remember, I've we just this, came off of chapter 18, which is nation after nation after nation after mm -hmm, nation defeated pushed back. Mm -hmm. by David, pushing back the boundaries, and David being paid tribute by every surrounding nation because of his greatness and because their fear is on them mm -hmm. because he is a great and mighty conquering king. And now the king, who does not have to show mercy, sends mercy. emissaries of mercy. Mm -hmm. He sends people to this nation not to defeat them or demand tribute at this time, but just to comfort them because... Mm -hmm. This, the king has died and a new king has come and he wants him to know, hey, mm -hmm. let's have peace. Mm -hmm. Let's have peace. It's gracious. It's beautiful. It's generous. Mm -hmm. But not all things that we intend for good are received well. Mm -hmm. So <clears> let's <throat> go for that. Let's verse right? chapter, verse three. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanan, thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters to you unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee for to search and to overthrow and to spy out the land? Now, I wish these kind of things weren't in Scripture because this is what we do, mm -hmm. human beings, don't we? Mm -hmm. We start imagining that we know the intent of somebody's heart. Why did they do that? Well, you know, they're not really there to do this. They're going to do that. If we don't know anybody that's done that, we've done it ourselves. And honestly... It's mm -hmm. honestly what this is, is, is we have a new person in power. We talked about leadership last week. Mm -hmm. We have a new person in power mm -hmm. and we have influencers who do not want to lose influence. Mm -hmm. 
They're being sent a message from a, a nation that is succeeding, that is powerful, that is influential, mm -hmm. that has a different religion and has a different standard and has mm -hmm. a different idea about things. And we have a young and inexperienced leader taking horrible advice from people seeking to be a little bit more important. Mm -hmm. I want to be, be a little bit more valuable to the king for him to trust my word and not the word of this old friend of your mm -hmm. father's, David. I want, the same thing happens with Solomon's son, Rehoboam, yep. with the younger Divides and the, the elder advisors. Mm -hmm. it, in the lack of firm leadership, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The wicked and vie for power. And that's exactly what's happening is you have a very young king. And they may not have seen or not it maybe as wicked. Young, but inexperienced maybe they king. didn't see it as wicked. They just saw it as being protected. But if I say this, it'll make me important. But it'll make me important. And how do we ever know? See, I think, <coughs> I think this is one of those scary places that we put ourselves in the place of God. I'm guilty of this. I have done this in my life. How do we know the intent of somebody's heart? We aren't God. We can't see that. There is nothing. He has. They haven't even talked to these guys yet. The there wise is nothing thing, except to hear is, here's what he sent them for. Jesus tells us in the New Testament, the wise thing to do when the conquering king is coming mm -hmm. is to send your ambassadors out to him and make peace while he's afar off. Mm -hmm. Right? Settle this matter peaceably Before while there's a chance. Mm -hmm. and not to, to get them there and then mm -hmm. rebuff them and embarrass mm -hmm. them and, and make unwise decisions. So we know that, like, we know that horrible advisors do rise up. People will give you very bad advice. Mm -hmm. People that are looking for power will say almost anything to stay in power and mm -hmm. influence. Mm -hmm. And here's this king listening to the wrong voices. Dave, I don't know how long the advisors that come to him have been around him. The Bible doesn't say doesn't how say. long they've been mm -hmm. there. But we know that David had been faithful but it's in the, friendship to his father for years, and now he comes and says, I'll be faithful to you as well. Mm -hmm. This king in peace says, let me extend to you friendship and peace. And instead of counting on what David has done, he counts on what these guys say. Mm -hmm. Right? And so verse 4. Actions speak louder than words. Here we go. And here's what right? they do to that that olive branch, that peace treaty, that graciousness, that of, the graciousness king. of David. The graciousness of mm -hmm. the king. Verse 4, it says, Wherefore Hanan took David's servants and shaved them and cut off their garments in the midst hard by their buttocks and sent them away. It's just a certain couple things. Mm -hmm. uh, having your beard shaved in this day culturally mm -hmm. was a sign of slavery. Mm -hmm. Slaves were not allowed facial hair because only the master, right? Someone who is, it was in a position of power had that and was allowed to have that. So that's an issue. So when they shave these servants of David, they're calling them slaves and servants of the Ammonites. They're humiliating them. And these are, these are important men in David's kingdom. And they're saying, you have no dignity, value, or honor. Mm -hmm. We're shaving. That would have been a huge humiliation. Mm -hmm. And I think that it says, does it say that they... They shaved them. Is there another part that says that even like they shaved half of it? I think in the other accounting of this, they saved of it, yeah. half of so it. So they just so they still. Then not only did they shave them, you know, to humiliate them, they mm -hmm. shave half of it to just like torment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can't go back out until mm -hmm. everything's All right. Right. So verse fixed. five it says, and then you're right. I think it is in second Samuel the, maybe, the other that place says, that it's told yeah mm -hmm. then there were verse 5 says and then there were certain and told David how the men were served and, and not only that they t they send him back with no pants on 
Well, yes. Well, I, we can't miss no pants on. Well, wait, I want you to hear but, this, Because that's important. Now, now, don't get carried away. But that <laughs> is important for a very important reason to a Jewish person. Go ahead. They're circumcised. Mm -hmm. They're different. The reason you cut the clothes off, mm -hmm. you guys aren't really men at all. Look at this thing that you guys do to yourself mm -hmm. in honor of your God. Now, Ammonites aren't doing that. Mm -hmm. Moabites aren't doing that. People around you aren't doing that. To send one, that's just humiliating. Mm -hmm. But two, there's a big difference between those gentlemen mm -hmm. and the gentlemen all around them. Mm -hmm. Right? That, yep. that this is an obvious humiliation, not only of their manhood and their dignity and David the king who sent them, mm -hmm. because that's who they represent, not themselves, but the king. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is a humiliation of the God they serve. Mm -hmm. We might not see it that way today, they saw it that way. but they saw it that way. Yeah. Verse 5, Then there went certain and told David how the men were served, and he sent to meet them, for the king, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. Keep going. And when the children of Ammon saw that they had made themselves odious to David, Hanan and the children of Ammon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire them chariots and horsemen, out of Mesopotamia and out of Syria, Macca, and out of Zobath. So they hired. So all this stuff is happening, right? They decided they, they not know to they be don't gracious. have an army to fight. They anybody. can't take care of this now. They've made them really mad, and they could just stop and say, "I'm sorry, I misunderstood. We were stupid." We those are the hardest things for people to say, right? He they could have kind of stopped all some stuff here, but they don't. You do realize David defeated Syria in the last chapter. Mm -hmm. David's yes. garrisons are in Syria, mm -hmm. and that's so who you they are to. really choosing the wrong team. <laughs> you are going to the ones that so lost Hanun before. and the Ammonites when hoping, they do that. What you're hoping is that they're still mad about yes, it and that they'll work harder to help you. You still hate David? Come on, let's go defeat him. Mm -hmm. Let's go put him back in his place, just mm -hmm. like we did those emissaries that we sent home. Mm -hmm. Let's embarrass him. He mm -hmm. thinks he's something. Let's put him back where he needs to be. Mm -hmm. I imagine this is not in there. Throw it away. I imagine it's like, who does this shepherd think he is? Who does this shepherd think he is? Who is this little tiny nation? We don't have to give them anything. Let's stir up his enemies against him. And they pay them, their like you said, mercenary killers, mm -hmm. to come in and fight David, not realizing that God is with David. David's already defeated the Assyrians once. He mm -hmm. can feed, defeat the Assyrians again, mm -hmm. right? I was trying to see. How uh, we said he put a garrison there last chapter. He's got his eyes on him anyway. Right? I, I want to say I was trying to think about how much money that was, and I have it written in my other Bible, but I don't. Oh. I want to say it's like two hundred thousand dollars or something. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like a big amount of money. But that may not be right, so don't throw that out too, because I'm not sure what <laughs> that even is. Now I don't yeah. have it in this book. I don't have. I didn't write it down. Um, but they hired these guys, and it's so what they get for their money is 30 and 2,000 chariots and the king of Makkah and his people who came and pitched before Mediba and the children of Ammon gathered themselves together from their cities and came to battle. So they come to battle first. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of his mighty men, of the mighty men. And the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array before the gate of the city and the kings that were come were by themselves in the field. Keep going. One now, when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, 
He chose out of all the choice of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. Okay, so here's the situation. we got a battle strategy going on here. Well, not only that, we've got these hired, part of the hired people out of Syria and the Ammonites in front of you. And we've got the rest of these hired people and people from Ammon behind you. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded. Mm-hmm. The logical thing to do, Joab, <laughs> is surrender. Mm-hmm. But Joab not. doesn't surrender. He gets his brother and he puts him in charge of half. And he gets in charge of half. And he says, we're going to back up to one another and go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to push them out. Which is, that's a very unconventional see, strategy. And if you see that my side's you struggling, come and help you come me. help me. Or we'll, we'll just keep going back and forth. Joab is a mighty man of war. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go on where Joab's name is attached to it. I think it's neat. I was looking at a commentary today and some of the men who we read their names earlier in this book, mm-hmm. like the one in the pit on a snowy day with a lion, yeah. <laughs> is in this battle. <laughs> yeah. They don't know who they just picked on. No. No, because they've already been listed You've as got the mighty high... men of David. Well, here's what Satan And it says he, got, he didn't call just any, but he called all the host of the mighty men this really did happen this is like superhero day this really did happen and these are real people and this is a real battle and at the same time this is a spiritual picture Mm -hmm. this is something we learn from because i'm going to tell you who satan has to fight against you and humiliate you and embarrass you and make you feel stupid and hurt Mm -hmm. your feelings he has hired men Mm -hmm. he has people that that the what they're motivated by is money what they're motivated by is wanting power and authority. Yep. They're motiv- they feel good because they made you look bad. Take this in because mm-hmm. this is real. This is real. But who are these mighties of David motivated by? They say, Joab says, we're going to do this. And well, let's see what God's going to say about mm-hmm. this. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Let's see what God has to say about these enemies That's coming around us. And if you we right? haven't got to that verse yet, but it is down in verse... Uh, 13. 13. Be, so it, let me go back. Yeah, go so ahead. I went from 10. Read it. Now, Read when 11, Joab 12, saw 13. that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose out all the choice of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered to the hand of Abishai. So his Abishai's brother, going behind. And they set Joab themselves in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for you, then I will help you. There's a psalm that David wrote that I think, was he thinking of this situation? Because he says that God is going before him and God is his real reward. Mm -hmm. Like, here I am surrounded by the enemy. And you're everywhere. And God is all Mm -hmm. the way around me. Now, Joab is acting in in obedience to God in this battle. And he says, and and we're going to read it. Be of good courage and let us behave ourselves valiantly. We're not going to back up Here's for why. our people and for the cities of our God and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. If we win or we lose today, boys, it's up to the Lord. It's up to God. And here I'm going to stand and here I'm going to fight and we're not surrendering today. Nope. We're Valiantly. going forward and backward for who? Our people that are God's people. And for the cities of our and God. And God, see what God's going to do. What's he have to say about it? Mm-hmm. Now that's courage. That's courage. That's different than the, the who Satan has come against you. Mm-hmm. The child of God says... Okay, that hurt. <laughs> that like was that. embarrassing, that was and I didn't like that. And that attack was unprovoked. Mm-hmm. I didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. That's but true. you know what? Let's see what God has to say about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know he, how many. Times let's see what He has to say about how this many situation. times can you think of? And you know, there's lots of times that God just simply says, "Okay, you get ready, and then watch me." 
Now these boys fight. They do. But they fight in the power of God and they mm-hmm. fight honoring him with everything they do. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and these are mighty men of valor. Mm-hmm. These are the these are the greatest of the great in David's army, mm-hmm. and and the enemy thinks we got them now, because I got guys from over here and I got guys from over here, and there's no way out for them. We've got them hemmed in. And you know what's funny about this is they run. <laughs> How do they even run? <laughs> no, but they do. But they they run in both directions away from Joab mm-hmm. and, and Abishai. I, and, and sometimes, the enemy. That's what paid enemies do. And sometimes us standing valiantly on what God has said and not backing up and letting God be in charge, sometimes that's exactly what happens to us today. That thing that we're so worried about or that thing that, or that person or that situation that we can't see any way out of it. I loved what you said to Adam today because we were getting ready for him to go off to college. He's an 18-year-old man who just thinks now he's an adult. He's figuring it out. He is working very hard to figure out all these stuff, yep. and there's a lot of confusion at that age. But the, there's a million that you voices said calling was, out. I don't care what you get into. I don't care what happens. I don't care what you do wrong and mess up, and you will at some point mess up. But when you mess up, don't run away from your family run back to me because it's okay i might we'll be shocked figure it out. but we'll figure it up don't don't make stupid this a bad situation worse by thinking you can't come you have back. to hide it and isn't that what we do with god mm-hmm. we should do the same thing i really messed that up i don't know what to do to fix which it which david's an example of which david is an example of that's what David did. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it, that's exactly why he is that man after God's own heart, is that he does run to God, not away. He doesn't hide it. And he didn't say, oh, I can't let them know I did this. Mm-mm. He said, I did it. I'm wrong. Forgive me. He did it first, and later on we'll find well, out. But still. But ultimately, he but, comes right, to God and confesses. I mean, still, I'm not saying yeah. he's perfect at no, all. No, we're not. Because I've always gotten upset he's at ref- David for some of the things he's done. He's refracted light, right? But it's... It, there's a lesson in that alone that so it says verse 14 let that follow me i'm trying not to my table's so joab and the people that were with him drew nigh before the syrians unto the battle and they fled before him Mm -hmm. syrians remember we already beat them last chapter Mm -hmm. right but now we've been hired to do this Mm -hmm. and as they start to go forward valiantly you really, you really can't pay a human being enough to be valiant. No, I don't. Valiant's think so an inside job. That's why they have paid uh, people that. That's what the Bible says when it talks about a pastor. It talks about a preacher. He said, "You know, we don't hirelings. We don't. We don't. You can't pay someone to care about the church. You can't pay someone to care about the flock. They have to be a shepherd. Mm-hmm. A shepherd would lay down his life for a sheep." That's why Christ is the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. That's why David's a good king. Mm -hmm. David would lay down his life for his people. Joab and Abishai would lay down their life for the people. That's what they say. That's what they say. We're going to stand here for our people, and the cities, no matter what. And God let God do what He thinks is right. And let God do what God does, and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Verse fifteen. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fled, they likewise (laughs) fled before Abishai his brother and entered into the city and Joab came to Jerusalem and when the Syrians saw that they were put to the worst before Israel they sent messengers now who's sending a messenger the Syrians that were beyond the river 
And Shopak, the captain of the host of Hadarezer, went before them. And it was told David, and he gathered all Israel and passed over Jordan and came upon them and set the battle in array against them. Now the king himself is in So the when David had put the battle in array against the Syrians, they fought with him. Mm-hmm. But the Syrians fled before Israel, and David slew of the Syrians 7,000 men which fought in chariots and 40,000 footmen and killed Shopak, the captain of the host. So when they ran away... He didn't just let them go and they be could, okay. Well, they could have sent messengers to say... We've made a terrible mistake. We apologize, King mm-hmm. David. We didn't realize, right? Yeah. No, they double down. They no. get some more people on their side to fight. And now they're not facing the mighty men of David. Now they're facing the king. They're facing the king himself. The king is in battle against them. And they are utterly and completely and totally defeated. The king has shown up, right? And the king doesn't play. And the king defeats them completely and it says when the servants of Hadarezer saw that they were put to the worst before Israel they made peace with David and became his servants neither would the Syrians help the children of Ammon anymore so what did David intend at the first David intended to show grace and friendship but when they put themselves as the enemy of the king when they chose that position, you will not rule over us. We will not pay tribute unto you. He didn't even ask for that. But he's out just to spy us out, to take us over. That's their thought. We're an enemy to this king. Mm-hmm. Now you've got an enemy. Now you've got an enemy. And now because of your own stupidity and you being your own worst enemy, mm-hmm. you're utterly defeated. Now you are slaves to the mm-hmm. king. Now you are servants under the king. Mm-hmm. And you didn't ask for that. Now you are a all conquered he, country. All he intended was to give you some encouragement and to, um, what, to comfort you in the loss of your father. This story has a parallel. Mm-hmm. All kinds of parallels. This story everywhere. has a parallel in the New Testament. It's in Matthew chapter 22, and it starts in verse 33. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Hear another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and then let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. What a gracious thing. Mm-hmm. He's built this industry. Where are you at? 22? I'm in verse 33, 21, verse 33. 21, 33. I was going to say, you're not in 22 because I'm there and that's not there. Okay, 21, 33. Sorry. So this great man has built this industry Mm -hmm. for making wine Mm -hmm. in this kingdom. And he gives people a job. He plants the vineyard. Mm -hmm. He sets everything up. He puts it in. They are employed. They are blessed. They are benefited. They are cared for. What a gracious thing. Mm -hmm. He lends it to them. And when when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Mm-hmm. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw that the, the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him. Let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him, and they cast him out of the vineyard, and they slew him. And when the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, when the king comes, What's he gonna do? what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men, and will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman, which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. And Jesus said unto them, Did you never read the scriptures? Mm-hmm. The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. 
This is the Lord's doing. What's the Lord going to do, Joab mm -hmm. says. Let's see what he'll do. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. Their kingdom was taken, when the, mm -hmm. these enemies of David. Whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And I listened to the response. And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard the, his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. So even when they hear this parable, they say to King Jesus himself, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or amongst themselves, they say, he's talking about me. Mm -hmm. He's calling me an enemy of God. Mm -hmm. And he surely was. I'm following all He this. surely is calling them an enemy of God. He's saying, mm -hmm. you know, here I am sending you grace mm -hmm. and peace and my son and salvation. And your response to me is, let's kill him. Mm -hmm. And you do. And they do exactly what he says in the parable. Mm -hmm. They plot to kill him. Mm -hmm. Can't do it right now. You know, they might get mad mm -hmm. at us, all these people mm -hmm. following Jesus, but we'll get rid of him after all. Mm -hmm. Right? How well God knows us. Yes. Because this story in David in Chronicles is a thousand years before, not really, probably 700 years before all, even How Jesus well God is here. knows us. Mm -hmm. Right? And notice, I, I still think in the... In because the, we want to think in this story, this is my point, okay? okay? We want to think in this story that we're Joab and Abishai. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says we're the Ammonites. Mm -hmm. He says, here I am, this gracious king. If we get the point of the story, I am this gracious king who you don't deserve terms of peace. You don't deserve friendship from the king. Mm -hmm. But I sent my messengers to you, my prophets, mm -hmm. the people who wrote the scripture, to give you peace anyway. Mm -hmm. Be why? Because I have respect for who your daddy was, mm -hmm. <laughs> where, mm -hmm. he right. from, where he came right? from, the original plan. Mm -hmm. So I sent you these messengers of peace. But when they came there, you killed them. You humiliated them. I mean, think, I think about Isaiah mm -hmm. sawn in half. I think about Jeremiah up to his neck in the mud. Mm -hmm. I think about all the ones throughout the scripture who came from, as ambassadors from God, a gracious and loving king. And time and time again, we were rejected, mm -hmm. were killed, were tortured. Mm -hmm. the their not and guess what? Ever. It's still happening. Mm -hmm. People still today are preaching the gospel graciously gracious ambassadors from a king of peace right mm -hmm. but there will come a day when the king will when act. the enemies have gathered themselves together for the last time and the king himself will enter into the battle and see, they'll be utterly destroyed and see i think that's what's important in david's in this story in chronicles i don't know if i'll say it right so help me but they flee but it ain't over just because they flee they flee but regroup yeah, and he because even though them. they've been taught a lesson, they haven't been taught a lesson. Mm -hmm. They say, we're still your enemy. Let's mm -hmm. get some more people that hate you together. Mm -hmm. You know that's going to happen until the last day? Till that's going to happen until the very last thing that people will keep regrouping. We will not acknowledge Christ as king. We will not acknowledge him as Lord. Mm -hmm. He's not going to rule over us. We are not going to pay him tribute. But he said every knee will bow. And every, and tongue, every will tongue will confess. And he meant that. And he meant that. Right? And, and David is that little refracted pieces of light right here, mm -hmm. showing you a picture of what King Jesus is going to do. Mm -hmm. Right? He is mm -hmm. going to utterly conquer his enemies. Jesus and talking about it in this story. What should he do to these wicked servants? Right? That God, that the, the master has been gracious to, but who so cruelly 
treat reject him, mm-hmm. become his enemy, and kill the one he sent. Mm-hmm. What should he do? Utterly destroy them. That's the Pharisees answering, by the way. Mm-hmm. They know what he should do to them. Mm-hmm. Is he talking about me? And then yes. that's what I said. Yeah, you. Yes, mm-hmm. he's talking about you. He's, and that's why I think we got to be careful where we put ourselves. I want to be Joab and Abishai, but you I'm gl- be the mighty men. But-, but the truth is, at one point I was an enemy to God. I was born an enemy to God. I was born in the wrong nation, right? I was born under the wrong king. Mm-hmm. And we have all to. human beings, but a gracious king named Jesus extended me grace and hope. If I had been stupid enough to reject it, mm-hmm. I'd be in this number utterly destroyed. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. Whoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. That's what I had to do was fall on the stone. And you know what? Oh, we were talking about Adam today about, I said I, I was saved. I went to the altar when I was nine years old and got baptized at nine years old because I truly did not want to go to hell. And I truly did believe Jesus was God. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. But I was 17 years old when I came to the point at the end of myself mm-hmm. where I thought I cannot be good enough to get there. Mm-hmm. And it was very obvious. Right? Mm-hmm. It was very obvious to me that no matter how hard I tried, there was no path for me to be accepted by God in my own steam. And had to surrender my life to Christ. I went back to the altar and cried like a baby. My altar was the water fountain, to be honest. <laughs> but I went back to the water fountain and cried out to God and poured out my heart. And like, I have never been the same since. Because there's a difference in, I know there's a God, and I know God. Mm-hmm. And I think as many times as you need to pray to know that for sure in yourself, it's not that God is holding out on you. It's that we have to get ourselves to there. Mm-hmm. As many times as it takes you to come to God and say, I surrender it all to you because you're Lord. You are the king that I cannot defeat. No matter how many people I pay or how many philosophies I accept or how many ideas I, I, I entertain that would make me okay without you. God, I am not okay without I you. Not, that's true. Yes. And I give you everything because you are everything. And I'm not saying... And until you get to that place where you know that, mm-hmm. pray all that it takes you to pray. But come in faith to Christ and keep coming till you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. I like what you said earlier right? about Matt's story, about him coming to the altar, but then, not, but then not feeling that he was... He did what he was supposed to do, but he didn't have any... I he said, know. I didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. He said, so he's told this in church several times. And he told it first in our Sunday school class. And I was so glad to hear it. Because I think people need to hear it. He came to the altar. He didn't feel a bit different. Mm -hmm. He said, I wanted it, but I didn't feel any difference in myself. Mm -hmm. And he said, I went home and I prayed and I cried like a baby. He said, "I I, I got through to God. And he said, I was saved at my house. He was satisfied. God wasn't up there going, no, 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 no. Yeah. Matt had to get there. Yeah. I had to get there. Richie Everybody tells a similar story. And guess what? It won't be one time. Yes, be, you'll be saved when, when you come to the terms of the gospel and you surrender your life to Christ and you know he's Lord. He made it easy. He said it's so simple that even a fool can't mess it up. Mm-hmm. He made it easy. It's not something he's keeping away from you. But there'll be, I think, I truly believe there'll be many times in your life when you will have to recommit for you refocus it's kind of a refocus you've got to surrender to Mm -hmm. god because you get in you get in your mind those tough questions will hit you the tough situations will happen 
And those you, evil and counselors I, will surround you. And I you have, can't trust God for this. You can't mm-hmm. trust what the king says about this. You need to listen to what we're saying about mm-hmm. this. Don't and listen to what David says. Sense. Why would you do it that way? That's right? kind of dumb. I, you know, things happen. Illnesses happen. Cancer happens. Um, family members die. Things happen. I, I love you. I know say, what the Bible says, but listen to this situation. It doesn't know what it's talking about in this situation. Yeah, right. Right? And there will be times, and I've said this a lot of times people in say church, and people, don't, people maybe don't realize that it comes from <coughs> someone that has to do, that has had to do that. There will be things that happen, and you throughout your whole entire life are going to have to take each incident and say, do I believe what God said or not? Mm-hmm. Did he put me here for this purpose or not? Am I, did I get it? I mean, you have to, I think there's a re, I don't know if it's a recommitment. I know it's not, you're only born once, born again once. I get that. But I think to stay close to God, you've got to be willing to say, I messed that up. I did that wrong. I didn't get that right. I need your extra strength. I need you. I want you to know. And I don't know, something about you and, and God in that relationship that makes you say, Okay, his his word says this. Do I believe it or not? Okay, I have kids. Okay, you do. Here's the picture. Four of them. Here's the picture. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I say to my kids, I want you to do this. Okay. 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 But they don't move. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> did we you, all can relate did, to this. Did right? you Did you hear what I said? I want you to do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then they go and do something other than this. They go do something else. And they're little. You guys, stay with me, right? Mm -hmm. And they come back in, and I have to say, you didn't do this. You did this over here. Yeah, but I was going to, right? Mm -hmm. So then they get in trouble. They get corrected. You know, I said to do this, and you did that. And you come back in and they're like, okay, and now they're doing this. But the whole time they're doing this, they're seething inside because they're mad at me. Because they don't want to do this right now. They want to do that. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. They're obeying me. Mm -hmm. They heard me. They're they're not not honoring me. Mm -mm. They're not loving me. They're not in right relationship with me. They're doing what I said, but there's no, no. Mm No correct um, relationship in this. And honestly, when they're doing it that way, they're doing it halfway. They're doing it with a horrible attitude. They'll do as little as it takes to not get in trouble again, but not do it well mm-hmm. when they know to do it well. That's most of us in our Christian life. I think you're right. I and what needs that. to happen is repentance. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean What that. needs to happen is I forgive you. Let's try it again. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this job together because mm-hmm. I, I realize this is something you're dreading doing. But, let, but let's, let's have a right relationship about it too and let's do it the best we can and let's walk this road together. I'm telling you that there is, there is a walk with Christ where everything on the outside looks like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but on the inside you're a rebel. And on the inside yes, you're is. only doing the bare minimum so that you don't go to hell. Mm-hmm. Because you think that that's how it works. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But you think that's how it works. So I'm going to do what, what the world has told me I have to do to be okay with God. But my heart is far, far, far from acknowledging that God is, is in control and authority. Say that? Doesn't he say that everywhere in the Old Testament? Isaiah repeatedly says, you say things right. You, you use the right words, but your heart is far from me. You're not doing, you're not, your heart's not in it. If your heart's not in it. 
And that, and you it's know, not. you everybody out there that's listening to me that has kids knows it. You'd be just as well when your kids are doing it in that frame of mind to do it yourself because it's going to be awful. Going to be there, more harder to clean It's going to be awful. I'm going to have to go back and do every step that they've left out. I'm going to have to repeat it all. It's going to be harder because it's not right. The relationship's not right. Mm-hmm. You're walking through the motions, but you don't have a right relationship with me. And another aspect of that is when you know to do something and you just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. But if you ask the kids, what are you supposed to do? I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, They'd they say the right words. They know. They know what they're supposed and to do. And I'm going to. <laughs> right? Just not down. Not yet. That's a good point. Right? I think that's a pretty good illustration, actually, myself. Kids have a way of doing that. And you know, if we do, if we can see that in our children, God sees that in us. But if your kids are doing wrong and your kids are, you don't say, I can't stand these kids. I'm going to kill these kids and get more kids. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You, the love of the father for his children is that he loves them even when they're acting like that and driving him crazy. Mm-hmm. He loves them and will keep extending and keep extending and keep extending mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Aren't you glad mm-hmm. that yes, he does that with his children? But I'm just saying that's... that's and the other side of that the, coin, You know who your worst enemy is, child, you. when you do that? Is you. A job that would take five minutes now takes 50 minutes. Right? Because you're doing a, it begrudgingly. A, because you don't, you're bucking the authority that God put in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? And I will do that, and you will do that sometimes with the Holy Spirit. And we'll not want to be obedient to what we know His Word says. People always talk about feelings, and I love the feelings of being saved. And I love the feelings of, like, rejoicing and worshiping. But I think far beyond the feeling is, what does it say we sing a song do you know how it feels and i do and i thank god i know how salvation feels but i think a better song might be written do you know what it says Mm -hmm. because what he says he means Mm -hmm. right and and what he says is actually more important than what i feel Mm -hmm. yes it's more important than what i feel Mm -hmm. because when i do what he says despite how i feel that means i acknowledge he's lord Mm -hmm. and i acknowledge that he's in charge and that i'm the part that i have in this is is ex- receiving the gracious emissary of a mighty king, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I Not agree. Not making myself an enemy to him. I agree. We are our own worst enemies. Protect us from ourselves. And what you said earlier, something that might take you 15 minutes to do if you just got up and did it, you dread and you put off, right? We had that conversation. Well, what they're really saying, though, is not, I can't do this job or I hate this job. They're saying, I don't want to do what you say. I want to do what I say. Mm-hmm. That's the and that's the root of it, it. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what we do as believers. And in this instance, the king cleans house. Mm-hmm. He 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 doesn't. Ultimately, those who make themselves an enemy to God will be utterly destroyed. Mm-hmm. And servants, we will become servants. Mm-hmm. Not where we want to serve. No. And I don't know. That's a good. I don't, I think that. Sometimes in the Old Testament, if you slow down a little bit and see the pictures, the pictures of the things coming and the pictures of, I just think they're nice shadows. Nice, not not nice. Nice is the wrong word, but something to learn from, something to put ourselves in so we can do better. Behold, I come in the volume of the book. All those little pieces of light come together in the person of Christ. 
without any of the and darkness and without people. any of the mistakes and without any of the problems that we see in all the other examples. Christ comes in the fullness of it, mm-hmm. knowing exactly what God wants to express, mm-hmm. knowing that God wants to be gracious to people who do not deserve grace. He wants to extend the mercy. Mm-hmm. You don't, ex- don't deserve mercy. And we fight him on it. Foolish, foolish <laughs> we fight him and ruin our own life. Turns into the king coming. Mm-hmm. Foolish advice. Do we want to go on into 20? We, we can read 20. Let's go into 20. Chapter 20, verse 1. And it came to pass that after the year was expired, at the time that kings go out to battle, Joab led forth the power of the army and wasted the country of the children of Ammon and came to besieged, and came and besieged Rabath. But David tarried at Jerusalem, and Joab smote Rabath and destroyed it. Samuel tells us. Samuel tells us. It's not saying this here because Ezra writing this isn't writing it for that reason. He's trying to show the kingdom. He's not hiding anything. No, because it's already in the book. That's not the topic of his story. Right. But this same story is written about in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Mm -hmm. This Jesus, or Jesus, not Jesus, David. who Mm -hmm. David tarrying at Jerusalem. This is the time when his great sin occurred with Bathsheba and Uriah Mm -hmm. the Hittite. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not... Aren't you glad your king is Jesus and not David? Yes. Yes. We talked about this week in Bible study at my house. We were reading about Judah, and Judah brings all his sons in when he's about ready to die. He's in Egypt with Joseph. (laughs) He brings all his sons in. I've talked about this on Battle Ready before. But what you expect to be the last words of a loving father, he does not speak. Mm-mm. He calls one of them a donkey. He calls one of them a snake. He said, "You're this guy is a sneaky lion hiding around a corner ready to pounce on you. Mm-hmm. This guy over here is unstable as water. Like, he goes right down the you're list. Cool, I girl. can just see each son passing in front of it. Like, if I was the second son, I would have left. <laughs> you went Once I heard what he said to the first guy, I would have <laughs> walked out the door because it doesn't get any better from there. Except for he one. goes right yeah, down. You're him. vicious and cruel, he tells Simeon and Levi. And Levi. You're vicious and cruel. It, you know, just, I'm like, what you man, did. I don't want to be we at the back address, of this line. We didn't say what you right? did so much when it happened, but I'm telling you now what you did was awful. <laughs> then he gets to Joseph. He gets all the way down to Joseph. He says, Joseph, not only do you get a blessing, you get a double blessing. Now, Joseph is a picture of Christ in that story, Mm -hmm. right? In that story, yes. And Judah himself, you know, that picture is, he's not lying. He's calling it like he sees it. Mm -hmm. He's speaking out the truth of these boys. And he gets to Joseph, representing Christ, saying, you know what? Well done. Mm-hmm. You get a double blessing. You get glory and honor. Mm-hmm. You saved all of our lives. Mm-hmm. You did this whole thing. But I, I, the thing about Jesus, even Joseph, right? Not perfect. Mm-mm. But the thing about Jesus, it's perfect. There's aren't there aren't the flaws that we see in all the other in ones. chapter twenty. There's not the incidents where the king really lets you down. Mm-hmm. But the king who is perfect, I am glad that David is not our ruler, but Christ Jesus is our ruler on the throne right. of David. The, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You have the same thing when David dies. David mm-hmm. David says who he wants Solomon to kill. Mm-hmm. Right? He gives It's a hit list. Mm-hmm. Not very poetic for don't the psalmist this, of David. Don't let this go. The psalmist get of him. I didn't get him when I was alive. You take care of right? him. <laughs> it's a hit list. Yeah. I'm glad Jesus is my king. I am too. Right? Who on the cross when he's dying says... Father, forgive, forgive them. them. They yeah. know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Not get them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's a, a different king. He's, he's a different thing. And, and, and we think Ezra <clears throat> is the one that has written this after the fact, but he's emphasizing that kingdom, that mm-hmm. Christly kingdom. 
or the Messiah's kingdom to come. So he, Joab smote Ribeth and destroyed it. And David took the crown of their king from off his head and found it to weigh a talent of gold. It's heavy, I guess. I I did have that one written mm-hmm. in here. It says about 75 pounds. I wouldn't want to put that on my head. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And there were precious stones in it. And it was set upon David's head. And he brought also exceeding much spoil out of the city. And he brought out the people that were in it and cut them with saws and with harrows of iron and with axes. Even so dealt David with all the cities of the children of Ammon and David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. Now I will tell you, (sighs) I had a, I listened to a commentary today who said this meant that he turned them all into farmers. (laughs) <laughs> but that's not what it says. <laughs> I read a commentary that said this is kind of a colloquialism mm-hmm. for making them slaves and making them into hard labor, like yeah. a labor yeah, camp. Yeah, that's not what it says. And no, that could that could be what it says. He, he said it, it, that would be a way he that you would say that. the people that were in it. But it's also, don't with. forget in the last chapter, this is the people, we're still talking about the same people, mm-hmm. utterly destroyed the enemy. Mm-hmm. Right? But whether he put them to hard labor or they were executed, the enemies of the king were destroyed. Mm-hmm. The enemies of Israel and David were destroyed. And all the people returned to <clears throat> Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. <sighs> War with that's the Philistines, a verse 4. That's, that's, a, that's a hard that's a verse. Lot. That's one of those verses that mm-hmm. makes your stomach hurt a little yes, bit. Yes, it does. Because that's... You know what? If you're an enemy to God right now, this ought to make your stomach hurt a little bit. This mm-hmm. picture ought to make your stomach hurt a little bit because there's going to be a time when grace stops. Mm-hmm. And we went through when that. When mercy's not extended, when we, when we said revelation. revelation. We went back through that. And all, judgment the times, comes. and all these things, he kept giving them one more chance, one more chance, one more chance, one more thing, one more stuff. God's and a way greater king end, than David. And then at the end, it was done. Gather them up, because this is over. We're done. Right? And right. he destroys them. And so it's hard to read that and to read what it says. But that's... You're right. That's what happens. You're either on God's side or you're not. There is and no... as he asked the Pharisees, I'll ask you, what did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised when, when consequences come in someone's life and they're shocked by them. Mm-hmm. When you chose that course of action, what did you think would be the result? Because mm-hmm. you right? know. Because you when know. You chose your consequences when you made your choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yes. But we like to say, well, that, well, that's why someone would read this verse and say, well, see, that's why this, there's nothing to God. But that proves there is something to God, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 4, And it came to pass after this that there arose war at Gezer with the Philistines, at which time... I don't know where you are I'm right at now. verse 4 on chapter 20. Oh, okay. Sibechi the Hushathite slew Sipai. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was of the children of the giant... And they were subdued. Oh, guess what? In, in your Christian life, it's not just new enemies you have to fight, but it's old ones. Mm-hmm. Because here's David, and, and we're back to who? Goliath. The giant. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about Gath, Gath, the Gittites, mm-hmm. people from Gath are Gittites. And these are actually brothers. The word brother in the Old Testament can mean brother or close relative mm-hmm. of Goliath. That battle, mm-hmm. that battle was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Right, But the enemies didn't just go away. And your enemies don't just go away. No. The enemies that you struggle with as a, as a believer in God do not just vanish because you won one time. Mm-hmm. I wish they did. I wish they did too. I wish you only had to fight the battle one day. But we call this battle ready for a reason. you got to fight the battle every day. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're not fighting, you're not doing If anything. you're not fighting, you're losing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about fighting people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about fighting the enemies that keep you separated from God, your mm-hmm. sin, yep. right? The enemies that you have that cause you trouble, they come back up again. And here's David having, now it's David's family mm-hmm. member fighting mm-hmm. Goliath's mm-hmm. family member in this part. Uh, verse 5, and there was war again with the Philistines, and Elhanan, the son of Jair, slew Lime, the brother of Goliath, whose <coughs> spear staff was like a weaver's beam. <laughs> and yet again there was war at Gath, where a man of great stature, whose fingers and toes were four and twenty-six, four and twenty-six on each hand, and six on each foot, and he That's a lot of toes and also fingers. was the son of the giant. Mm-hmm. But when he defiled Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, slew him. Mm-hmm. These were born unto the giant in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Mm-hmm. The battles never stop. Mm-mm. If you're not in the battle, you're not participate. You, got, you are going to have battles, mm-hmm. right? I know mm-hmm. you said that, but... For a lot of people in the Christian life, they, they tell you it's all now a piece of cake. It all, everything's all, and you do have God that takes care of all things, but you still have, you have something to do here. Heard an amazing victory this week of somebody coming to the Lord, who I love with very, very much. Heard them coming to the Lord, and I, and I tried to keep my mouth shut, and so I did for a little bit, because I knew that the minute that happens, the minute the enemy is, is defeated, because when you come to Christ, Satan's defeated for all time as far as you're concerned. You, mm-hmm. you have an eternity with Christ. You can't mess that up. Mm-hmm. You can turn around and decide to go the other way. Mm-hmm. But you can't. He won the battle. You're saved. Mm-hmm. Right? You're saved. Mm-hmm. You're saved. So I, but what I thought was, should I warn her mm-hmm. that this is going to be one of the worst weeks of her life? Mm-hmm. Should I warn her? Mm-hmm. Because you just made a decision to come to Christ. Satan's going to make a lot of noise. He's going to stir up a lot of mouths and a lot of attitude and a lot of doubters and a lot of people that make you feel stupid and embarrassed. Shave your beard off if you want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people Shave that are going to kind of say that, you know, what, what you believe isn't real. What happened to you isn't real. You know, your experience is made up and phony. You're just trying to get attention. You're just trying to do... I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and I didn't say anything because I wanted to be hopeful that it wouldn't. But it happened just the way I knew it would. Satan immediately started does. fighting that person. The truth is, Satan leaves you alone for a lot of the time when you are his. Your mm-hmm. life will get worse and worse. I'm not saying it won't. You'll get further and further from God. You won't have peace in your heart, and you'll die separated from God for eternity. Mm-hmm. But when you come to God, the battle's on. Mm-hmm. That's whether you want to participate or not. And, and humiliation is a great tool. Mm-hmm. Satan likes to make you feel embarrassed and stupid. Mm-hmm. It'll keep you from witnessing. It'll keep you from being open about your faith. It'll keep you from trusting God. If you feel like you're stupid for trusting him, you'll back up and doubt him. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that's the battle we fight. The battle we fight is to go through that and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they're saying. It doesn't matter who tells me I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting God for my salvation. I'm standing right here. Mm-hmm. That's the old enemy. His old and dumb tricks. And he'll see, 
and right? he uses the and same tricks. And he is a giant. He's got 24 fingers and toes. Mm -hmm. He's got so many strengths. He's got a... a He's got a spear like a weaver's beam. Mm -hmm. He's towering above me with what he has to say so much louder than I am. Satan is so much louder You really than think I am. God's going to take you? Look at what you've done and who you are and how you've done. Right? Really, you think God's going to take you? That's the old enemy. We've got new enemies. We've got old enemies. We've got enemies around us. You know what would be nice if the church of God would do? If we would back each other up like Joab and Abishai. And we'd say, let's see what God has to say about this. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I've heard from God or not. The proof, mm -hmm. will, the proof will be in the pudding. Mm -hmm. It'll be in the result. What God does, he'll do. He'll do. And I'm going to stand right here on what he told me. Period. Done. Right? End of story, right? And, and it doesn't matter if everybody else applauds me. Guess what? They're not going to. They're not going to. No. There's always. I, I saw a Facebook post today. It says, so you have enemies. Well, that must mean you stood for something in your life. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the true. truth. Mm-hmm. If you go along and never try to offend and never try to speak the truth to anybody and don't challenge anybody's wrong thinking or wrong ideas, you know what? You, have, you won't have very many enemies because mm -hmm. you're already defeated. Mm -hmm. But if you There's stand for standing. God, you stand in the minority. But one with God is the majority. Mm -hmm. One with God is right. Mm -hmm. So right? true. So true. And we're almost out of time, but we can't leave without that thought. As an older Christian, um, thank you, Larry, for your comment. Uh, he made a comment about not caring what somebody else. I think that's what's wrong with our church, not our church. In the church. The church, I mean. I'm not talking about yeah, our church. Yeah, the church. But we have let ourselves be cornered by things that don't need to corner us. Our mm -hmm. pride, our what are they going to think? Who cares what somebody thinks? If I need to talk to God, I'm making my promise to myself. I'm going to hit the altar and talk to God, period. Because there, there is no reason not to. Why would I not? This is our altar. It's not just for anybody who's lost. It's for anything we need to talk to God about. And sometimes we just need to get back to the basics. Sometimes we just have to dig back down to where we started. Get back to that first love. Get back to the rights. Let the hurts and the things I that just, have occupied our mind be gone. Just get back. To where we need to be. I hate to say this, but it is sometimes older Christians who will discourage the younger ones. It is. <clears throat> it is. They'll say, don't get too excited. Settle yeah. down. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Or it, you're it, already it's, a uh, Christian to begin with. Why are you thinking well, making a big I'm deal about saying, this? I'm just saying, they will discourage mm -hmm. someone from standing on what they've gotten from God. Don't ever be that person. No. Be the person who backs up, lets God do what it, God's going to do. My back to your back because we're going this way. Mm -hmm. We're pushing out the boundaries. We're taking back what the enemy took. Mm -hmm. we're, ta we're taking the ground back. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to give an inch of it. Remember back when David fought over a bean patch, a mm -hmm. barley patch? Yep. He said, we'll stand right here and fight. And you're not getting one square inch of this land. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what he said. Yep. You're not having it. And we're not having it because let's see what God has to say about it. And stand on that. And younger Christians realize that you can be a light and a guide and a help. You can reflect the light of God into the light of an old Christian and remind mm -hmm. them what they should be knowing and doing. You can do that as well. Don't yes. don't. They're not the enemy. Satan's the enemy. They're not the enemy. Mm -hmm. You can help them as well. That's true. And if we would keep that in mind, and we would instead of killing our own, instead of being our worst, our worst being enemy. our own enemy. We can see we can see the kingdom. We can see what's going on. We can see it from a spiritual perspective and do better with it. Mm -hmm. All right. So next week we probably will finish First Chronicles. 
she always looks at me, but I have no idea how many chapters there are. <laughs> yeah, we're probably so I've gotten that wrong before many times. I'm not even going to tell you whether that we've worked, you know. Not gonna, not gonna we're make any prophetic announcements it. here. But we're we probably, probably gonna finish it. Thank you for watching us. Keep your Bibles open. Stay prayerful. Stay close to God. Build that relationship. You need it. You need it. You need it. And that's and what he did our the work is. so you can have it. And we are hoping that just going through Scripture Saturday after Saturday does something to encourage you and lift your heart. Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready.